when it comes to selling on Teachers Pay Teachers, chances are you want to avoid any mistakes that are possible to avoid. And if that is the case, you're in the right place. Because today we're gonna be talking about things that I did wrong and mistakes that I made on Teachers Pay Teachers. Now, if you are new around here, hi, my name's Becca. I'm an elementary music teacher turned TPT seller, blogger, all of that good stuff. And I've now been doing online business for four years. <laughs> so TPT for three, I've been blogging for four and I've made a lot of mistakes along the way. My general approach to doing things is to do, you know, some research for a little while and then I get really excited about them and then I just jump in and then I just go for it. And in the process, I know very little and I end up learning a lot. And because of that, I made a lot of mistakes as I, you know, got my TPT shop up and running. And so I wanted to talk about those today so that hopefully you can avoid some of them. On this channel, we talk all things TPT. So we talk about how to make products. We talk about how to post products. We talk about marketing strategies. We talk about audience retention. We talk about literally everything that you need to know about your online business. So if that sounds interesting to you, definitely hit the subscribe button down below. And with that, let's hop right on it. All right, now the number one thing that I did in my TPT store that is a huge mistake is what I've often heard referred to as random acts of content. Random acts of content means that when I first got started, it was a very much a jumbled mess. It was here's a product, there's a product, here's a product, there's a product, and they weren't really connected. Um, this was due, in fact, to the... Uh, problem that was that I was posting what I needed for my classes. And so my classes didn't always need the same things. I teach elementary music. So I had, I had K through five. Now I have one through five. And so, you know, I'd have like, Oh, second grade needs to work on half note and it's false. So I need like pumpkin half note rhythm cards for half note, but I don't need the beginner set and I don't need the harder set. I just need this one set. And so it led to a lot of things like that, where it's like, here's one random product, there's a random product, there's a random product. And I did quickly learn the value of product lines. So I do have to say that I I, I got that pretty quickly, um, but I really wish that I had been a little more intentional, not just about product lines, but just kind of the concepts as a whole. This is something I've been working on a lot, even recently with my content. When I go to do like blog posts, I've really been looking at how I can make my blog posts flow better. How can I make my videos flow better, you know? So it's not just like, here's a random video, there's a random video, but they actually go together so that they kind of like take you on a journey, which is sometimes hard because you gotta like, you gotta grow and you also gotta nurture. There's just like a lot of stuff going on that you gotta take into account. But especially when it comes to products, if you can make things that just go together a little bit better and things that are, you know, product lines, which are great if you're new, product lines are um, sets of products that literally go together. So either one concept with lots of different activities or one activity that covers lots of different concepts. So if you have like um, a game that you like to play, maybe you do like a go fish game and then you can do a go fish game for math facts and then you can do addition facts and then you can do subtracting facts and things like that. So that's kind of the idea of a product line is a bunch of things that go together. They save you time and they also make your content just make more sense. And people are more likely to buy more than one because if they like one, then they're like, oh, hey, cool, I can buy more. And then all my kids can be satisfied. So see if you can make your products um, go together a little bit better. Mistake number two is being in a hurry to post. 
I usually get really excited when I finish a product and I'm like, I gotta get it up now. And it's like a huge thing, which is hilarious because if we're honest, new TPT products, like they really don't sell in the first couple days on average. I, I would say like it was a good maybe like year and a half until I noticed that things that I posted were like selling based on people seeing them on their feed, you know, those like new from your favorite TBT sellers or like getting in the emails and stuff. But for the most part, um, if you post it today or you post it tomorrow, like it's really not going to make that much of a difference. <laughs> and so I would be in a huge hurry to post. And the consequence of that is that a lot of my products, especially my older products, um, don't have very good descriptions and they don't have very good um, thumbnails and they don't have really good previews and just things like that because I was in a hurry to get them posted. And now that I've been around for a while and I've worked really hard, I really have come to realize that the most important part of your product is not even the product. The most important part of your product is your sales page because your sales page, AKA your title, your description, your thumbnails, your all of that kind of stuff is where you showcase your product and you convince people that they need this product because if your sales page isn't good, then no one's going to buy it. And so it doesn't even matter, you know, how good your product is if no one's going to buy it because they think it's not a good product because your description's not good or you don't explain it clearly. They don't understand the product. So I would be in such a hurry to post it that I would just kind of like slap it up and I wouldn't do all of these steps that I now really make sure that I do, which is making a preview, making sure my thumbnails are good, doing product photography, doing a really pretty cover, having a good title. Really, I spend so much time on my descriptions so much time on my descriptions because that is where you can really convince people that they need the product that you have and so if I could go back I really wish that I had spent so much more time on product listings one hack that I found is that I never list a product on the same day I finish it so I'll finish it and then usually the next day or a couple days later I'll post usually a few products at the same time so that's one little idea for you if you're also struggling with being impatient and really wanting to you know get it there also I remind myself it's probably not gonna make any sales today so it really isn't a big deal that it gets out today mistake number three actually goes along with that and that was not doing enough product photography I am a product photography convert at first I didn't think it was a big deal I would just slap you know a couple of screenshots up into my thumbnails and call it a day but there is such a difference in having photos of your actual printed out product that look really pretty versus having a screenshot of your resource. It makes all the difference. If you don't believe me, try it and you will be amazed at the difference that it makes. I now put a lot of time into my product photography. I will print things out, I will color them in, I will fill them out, I take the pictures, I make sure I have lots of pictures. And not only does this help with my actual listings, cause I can use them in my covers, I can use them in my thumbnails, it looks so much better on my sales page, but I can also use them for marketing purposes later. So when I'm on Instagram and I want to talk about a product, I have a picture of the actual product that I can post that people can see what it looks like and what it is. And I have something to put there. When I go to Pinterest and I want to add a Pinterest pin, I have pictures of the actual product people can see in action, what it looks like and how it, you know, is filled out and what it would look like if a kid did it. 
Now, it's me doing it, of course, but you know, I have all of those materials and it makes life so much easier because I still, to this day, I'm like, oh, I wanna put a picture of, you know, I wanna talk about that random product I made three years ago. And then I'm like, I don't have any pictures of it because Becca didn't know what she was doing. And so just really trying to have that product photography, it makes such a difference. And I know it makes a difference because a lot of you have taken me up on this tip and have tried it and it has like changed your life. So if you haven't tried product photography, make it happen. And I think we'll have a product photography video very soon about like how to make it happen so that you can do it easily. Cause like y'all, your girl, does not spend a lot of, I, well, I spend some time on it, but I usually do like four or five at the same time. I don't like make a big fuss. You'll be surprised at how split is. Anyway, moving on. The next one is not focusing on the visually appealing aspects of my products. Um, I am definitely a person who likes to get things done and I'm pretty simplistic. And so I really didn't spend a lot of time at first making my products pretty. I also didn't have any money, so I couldn't buy any clip art. And I was, you know, downloading free clip art and trying to cut corners and trying to cut costs and just trying to, you know, do them. And honestly, my first products do not look very cute. And as my friend Emily over at Joyful Noise Teaching says, people buy things that are pretty. It's unfortunate, but it is true. So having these, you know, slideshows that aren't very visually appealing and worksheets that just aren't that good, really I feel like has hurt me over the long run. And I've gotten a lot better. A lot of it has just been that I've learned and I've, you know, gotten new clip art and I've downloaded things. And so now my stuff is much prettier, hopefully, than it used to be. But it's definitely a learning curve. And a lot of it is just being willing to like play with things until they actually look right. The other thing is once you, you know, kind of start to figure out what your style is, it makes it a lot easier. So now that I have been doing it for a while, I have kind of a style. I know kind of what I want my products to look like even before I start them. And people kind of expect them to look, you know, a certain way from me. And that is very, very handy because it makes life easier because I know kind of like what to do and how to do it. Um, however, I wish I had maybe done like a couple of design courses or at least spent some more time working on the visual aspects of my product. And that also goes for covers. My first covers are really hideous and really need to be redone, but I've been saying that for months and it still hasn't happened. So we'll see how that goes. Um, and I just, again, I really was more like, just get it done. I didn't make it very pretty and I didn't spend as much time as I should have. And I really regret that because now I have to go back and fix them because they're ugly. And also because people are, you know, less likely to click on something if it doesn't look good because of the will assume your product doesn't look good, which is probably true, but you know, we're working on it. So if you are new, especially make sure that you spend some time working on the visual aspects of your products and the visual aspects of your covers to just really make sure that it looks appealing. So people want to click on it. So people want to purchase. So people want to take pictures and post them online because their products look, your products look good and they want to show them off and they want to have them in their slideshows and you know, all of those good things. That doesn't mean that you have to have tons and tons of clip art. Actually, I just made a um, slideshow that goes along with one of the lessons that I did that has like literally a background I downloaded for free four years ago. Like it's so old, but it looks so much better than my products that I made before because I just spent some time making it look pretty. And because I kind of know how I like things now and I kind of know, you know, what to do. And that just really made a huge difference in actually like, you know, what it looks like and it looks so much nicer than it would have three years ago. And the 
last one I have for today is more of a marketing thing than a TPT thing, but I just lump it all into one. And that is having too many lead magnets. I, you know, I, my philosophy is always like kill them with content as my strategy for how to do things. And so one of those things is that I have a bunch of little freebies that are all in my freebie library that people can download when they join my email list. And that's great. However, over the past year, I've really learned that having one or two really good freebies is so much better than having 10 little cheap things that aren't that exciting. Um, before, you know, I had all these little things and I could add them to a different posts, but they didn't always fit with every post and they were more specific to certain blog posts or certain videos that I made. And now I've been making more general things, but that are bigger, that are more valuable. And so people are more likely to actually want them. And they're also more likely to fit in a variety of different blog posts, a variety of different videos i can talk about them on instagram multiple times without people getting sick of them because they provide a lot of value and it's been really helpful my email list has grown so much over the past year from um i had three freebies so i had two that i did at the beginning of last school year so the 2020 2021 school year and then i have one that i just did this summer so the 2021 2022 school year um and I've gotten more leads from those three than from anything else. And the reason I had two at the beginning is because we were, you know, going through pandemic. We're still going through pandemic, but you know. So kind of like as far as music people went, we had a lot of people who were digital. So I have one that was like for teaching music on Zoom. And then I had another one that was all about teaching music from six feet away because that was a big thing. Like, oh my gosh, what do we do if we're, you know, really far away from the kids? We can't do all these things that we normally do. And so those two, it was kind of like to hit the two different types of people, the two different groups of people throughout the past year. Um, helped so much and then this year i created like a guide for new teachers that has been really good it's gotten a lot of hits i've been able to plug it in a lot of different videos and a lot of different um, blog posts because it's more general it's not super specific like some of my other freebies are like a slideshow that goes along with one song or like um my favorite chance for kids and so you know like it's things that are useful things that are helpful but they're not like they're not helpful all of the time versus these are more things that are more general but they're also deeper they're more specific and they're better all the time so if i could go back i probably would still have a freebie library so that they could you know get all of those things but i would probably do it more with bigger freebies that are more helpful and that are more niched down so that I have, you know, okay, here's my pile of people who are teaching online. Here's my pile of people who are new music teachers. Here's my pile of teacher, you know, whoever. Um, for you, you might want to think through, and this is what I would do if I was going back and do it again. Think through kind of the different aspects of your shop your different aspects of your business and think through the things that you talk about a lot so maybe you talk a lot about writing have a writing freebie that's good that you can plug in a lot of places so it's very versatile and that's really helpful so that people will want more and if you know if you talk about writing a lot and you also talk about like 
brain breaks a lot. Maybe you have a brain break freebie and you have a writing freebie and have those like in different landing pages so you can tag people so you can, you know, get all those things done. If you're like, I don't know what any of those words just meant. Um, we're talking about email lists and I have a whole um, playlist of email list videos that we made last year. So you can check those down. I will, so you can check those out. I will leave them linked down below in the description because email list is definitely something that you need to be doing because it's amazing. Um, but definitely make sure that you go about it that way. So those are a couple things that I made mistakes on. I think I had more, I like made a whole list and then I accidentally left it not at my house. And so I don't remember if I had more things to say or not. So we're gonna leave it there. I would love to know what mistakes you would like to share down on in the comments. You don't have to share anything embarrassing, but if there was one that I said that you agree with, let me know. If there is a different one that I didn't say that you do agree with, let me know that too. So that we can just help any other, you know, TBT sellers that are out there looking for, you know, how to, how to navigate the waters and make the fewest mistakes as possible because the best thing to do is to learn from the mistakes of others so that you don't make that mistake. Anyway, let me know down below in the comments and I'll see you next time. Bye.